welcome to the Design of Communication podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Keeling, and this podcast is about how you can become a confident communicator as a design, tech, or creative professional. Sharing career strategies, language tips and insights, and communication techniques to become a powerful communicator and excel in your career and reach a new level of confidence in English. I want to stop translating in my head. I hear this all the time. Teacher, I keep translating and I know it's really bad. I want to think in English. How can I think in English? A lot of people have this problem. I've asked lots of English learners and other language learners, and they always talk about translating from their first language. Today, I am shining a light on using translation when learning and speaking English, as well as how it might be able to accelerate your learning in some ways, but also when you want to avoid translating and know if it is preventing you from improving. This is one of these topics that can be met with a lot of controversy. Honestly, there has been plenty of valid arguments put out there that say we should not use translation when learning a language. Many teachers will say there is no place for it in a language classroom. There are times when you might even be banned from using your first language. That can definitely cause some barriers and uneasy feelings. When I first started teaching English at a summer school in the south of England, I was told the exact same thing. And in this case, it did totally make sense. I had students from 10 different countries or more in one classroom. I remember we had three or four very shy Swedish girls who were around 10 years old and it was their first time ever being away from home. And of course, they didn't want to be separated from their friends and having to speak English instead of Swedish. And I felt pretty terrible making them sit on different tables, but I am now glad that I did. When they were separated, they had to use English in order to make friends with the Spanish and Chinese and Brazilian children. They had to use English. We didn't have any dictionaries in the classroom. Translating word for word can definitely hold you back. When I tried to study Italian all by myself, before I had any knowledge of linguistics, I went straight to the dictionary. I didn't have a lot of tools at the time other than a CD to learn Italian and my dictionary. I would look up the words and try to make my own sentences. I made word lists of fruits and vegetables and any items that I could think of. But as you can imagine, this didn't work out very well. I follow a lot of memes and pages with translations that have gone wrong. I remember one of them off the top of my head that goes something like, don't stand there and be hungry, come on in and get fed up. And using translation can be pretty funny, like in this instance. 
but learning this way is also extremely exhausting. Word-for-word translations are going to slow you down. And ultimately, it also means that you're not going to develop any cognitive skills in the language. And what I mean by that is thinking skills in English or the language that you are learning. And many teachers are against translating, and for good reason. Learning individual words without any real context will stop you from understanding the vocabulary's natural and multiple usages. As I always say, language is about communication. The person you are speaking with is going to get very bored if you have to stop and use your translator every time you want to say something or understand what they are saying. It is such an incredible experience when you're able to express your ideas spontaneously. And when you rely on translation, you are not allowing that to happen. But when used in the right way, translation can help you on your English language journey. And I'm going to explain how. You might have been told, throw your dictionary out. You do not need it. And in some instances, I completely agree. We shouldn't be learning languages from books. But this also makes us try to distance English as far as possible from our first language. And when we do that, it can cause some issues. It's not like we can just click a switch on and turn it off. And this was a big block for me. At least when you're starting out and learning English or a second language in the beginning. And I know this block also happens for many of my students too. A Brazilian professional recently said, I don't know how to greet someone in English. I know it's so simple but the small talk and saying hi or how are you doesn't seem natural. And I don't know what to say. And I had the same issue when learning Spanish. I felt like I couldn't speak because I didn't feel like I knew the words to say. And even before saying anything, my mind would freeze. It felt like I even forgot English. So I asked the professional, well, what do you say in Portuguese? What is the translation? And she said, well, I would say something like, hey, Gemma, how are you? And that she would never say good morning or good afternoon because for her that seems really formal. And in this case, I said, that's perfect. We get so caught up in what is the best way to say this in English that you end up saying nothing. There are times, of course, when translation might be really odd. And if you can ask a native speaker or your teacher to check which phrase or word might be best to use in this situation, that's going to help a lot. But in this case, we aren't looking at what we already know. You can leverage the skills that you already have. Your first language is a huge skill. And as an adult learning another language, you are at an advantage. You have already done this before. When I first moved to Spain, I would think, what do I say? I don't have the words. I'm so confused. And it's about trusting yourself and what you already know. And that means that translating in your head will become inevitable. It's going to happen. 
Sure, you will make mistakes and people might get confused, but you will make progress. There is a point on your journey, though, when you reach a higher level that you will have to stop translating and you will stop translating. You will begin to rely on it less and less. You might even get to the point where you understand the word in English and you don't know how to say that word in your native language. The best way to learn a language or any skill, in fact, is to leverage the skills you already have. As an adult, you have a solid understanding of your own language or languages if you speak more than one. And this is a gift when it comes to communicating in English. There are some languages that you have probably never learned in your life, but are already have some understanding of the foreign language. And when you understand your own language or languages well, you will start to notice patterns from your own language and with English. Language learning and developing language skills is about seeing these patterns and noticing them. And translation is a way of helping you to notice them. That means we are seeing the patterns in English and maybe the differences or the similarities from your own language. If you want to build your communication confidence in English and you haven't already, then check out my free guide all about the seven must-dos for confident English communication. You can find it at guide.fluentspeakers.co.uk or you can find it in the link in the episode description. So here are three instances that using translation could actually, in fact, help you when it comes to developing your language skills in English. They are three very specific moments. And the first one is for ease. Sometimes it's the quickest and easiest way to understand an abstract idea or concept. I know when speaking with very advanced learners, they can feel so frustrated when they don't quite understand a word or an idea. And it can be as simple as me saying, okay, this word is mm, in your language. And they get it right away. The second instance is as a social strategy. Now, I remember when I first started using Google Translate, it felt like I could speak to the world. I was in middle school, I believe, and I was very keen to learn and speak Spanish and also Italian and make friends from countries that spoke those languages. And I could have conversations thanks to Google Translate. And they are tools that we can all leverage and use. Of course, though, we have to be very careful when we use them and to what extent. I was a complete beginner at zero. And the translation meant I was able to speak and have some kind of interaction. It definitely wasn't a perfect interaction and it isn't a method that I would recommend as an advanced speaker. But in the beginning, if you're completely at zero, it can work. We do have to be careful. But this brings me on nicely to my third instance. And that's when you are really stuck. Use the language knowledge that you have and leverage the skills that you already have. And this is an area that is still very much being researched in linguistics. But from the research I've seen, it's pretty interesting to see how your first language or second language 
impacts how you learn a third or a fourth. As I previously mentioned, when you notice the patterns of learning a language, for example, if you're learning French and then you are also learning Spanish, you will see similarities, but you also start to recognize some differences. This is why many polygots or people who speak multiple languages say it does get easier. And it's because we have the process already in place and understanding to move forward. It is such an incredible experience, though, when you are able to express yourself without the need of any translation. And when you rely on translation, you're not allowing that to happen. As you know, on this podcast, I love to give you strategies that work and that you can use. And the big part of getting to the point of no longer translating is through immersion. And there are lots of ways to do this. And one is to switch everything to English. And it will give you more exposure to the language by doing that. You can change your computer or your phone settings to English. Any opportunity to practice and speak, take it. While it doesn't ultimately build fluency or completely stop translating from happening, it will help for you to build those habits and learn English in an environment that is more natural. And I would take this a step further and immerse yourself by listening to podcasts and to music. While I'm cleaning or cooking or doing something that doesn't require my 100% focus. For me, I'm not one of those people who likes to have a lot of noise while I'm working or listen to music or podcasts, but I do make it a habit to listen and immerse myself in the language as much as I can while doing an activity that doesn't require my full focus. I always hear, okay, I get that I should immerse myself, but I don't live in an English-speaking country. I don't use English at work. I don't have anyone to speak with or practice with. Then in that case, spend some time thinking consciously in English every day. And in this case, do not use any translation, at least from the beginning. Spend time thinking and say anything that comes to mind. Set a timer for five minutes and see how you do. If that feels too long, start even smaller, just one minute of of thinking and saying out loud words and sentences that come to you. If you are unsure about, well, what am I supposed to say? And your mind goes completely blank. Think about what are you doing? What can you see around you? What have you done that day? Or what are your plans for tomorrow or next week? Improvise. I love this strategy so much because you are being spontaneous. You are not you relying on the translation. If you are wondering, how can I speak quicker in English without having to translate? This is one way. And I recommend five minutes to start, but do it for as long as you feel comfortable, which could be up to 30 minutes or an hour or even longer. The language you use in the sentences are going to be simple. When I first did this, I felt like I was speaking like a six-year-old. But you have to give yourself grace and say, I am speaking in another language. 
I don't have the same level of vocabulary. I can't always express myself exactly how I want to. And that's okay. You will get better at it. And I still am. And I use this strategy all the time. When you start to do this and start to provide yourself with the opportunity to use English and no longer rely on translation, you will train yourself to leverage the language that you do have and find alternative ways of saying things. When I can't think of the exact word and I don't have my phone to check on Google Translate or whatever in a dictionary, I have to use my own abilities and my own brain. I have to think, okay, well, what's another way of saying this? And it might not be the most eloquent or even accurate way of saying it, but I am forcing myself to use the language, the ability that I have. Now, as I said, if you are a complete beginner, this isn't the easiest strategy. But even if I was learning a language from zero, I would encourage you to try it and get into that habit and feeling a bit uncomfortable speaking. You're doing it alone. No one has to listen. And by doing this, when you are speaking with native speakers or in your job, or if you move to an English speaking country, it becomes much more natural for you to be able to do it. It does feel uncomfortable at first, especially when you are a professional and you need to use English in front of your peers and colleagues. But that's how you're going to make progress. You've got this, my friend. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to The Design of Communication. If you have enjoyed today's episode and listening to the Design of Communication podcast, then please follow us on Spotify, Google, and Apple podcasts and share the link with a friend or colleague who will benefit. Any questions you might have, feel free to send them my way. I love hearing from you. Thank you so much. See you next week.